Welcome to the Blue Jeans Christian Weekly Podcast, where we will take your faith and the powerful Word of God and make them as practical and relevant to your job, home, and hobbies as your favorite pair of blue jeans are on a Saturday. Practical application of Scripture does apply even to our marriages. And that's what we're doing on a series of how to rebuild a failing or troublesome marriage. Or if your marriage is doing pretty good, give it a tune-up, like you give your car a tune-up every now and then. And hopefully replace worn-out parts or incorrect parts with parts from the original manufacturer, which is God. And His Word is such an awesome resource for us to fix some issues in our marriage and just make it run so much better. Marriages do take work. And if you know how to do it the way God had planned, it goes so much better. The work is a whole lot easier. (laughs) This is episode 13 in our series on marriage, and we're nearing the end. (laughs) We've been talking the past several episodes about the five requirements that God has for wives, which are respect, help, complete, submit to, And finally, being faithful to your husband. And the comments that I've been receiving have been overwhelmingly positive. And probably the the main comment that I get is, wow, I never knew the Bible said it that way. That's actually extremely helpful and different from what I thought. I thought it was more negative, but this is actually a positive, (laughs) and it's going to help a lot. So hopefully this one will add to that. And again, we're talking about how to be faithful to your husband. And it's a little bit bigger than what you think it is. To start with, I looked up what faithful means in Merriam-Webster's online dictionary. And it means steadfast in affection or allegiance, honest, loyal, adhering to promises or duty, true to facts, true to one's word, or true to a standard. And of course, that standard is your marriage vows and God's word. So then I took a look at God's word to see what God would describe a faithful wife. And he does in Proverbs 31, 10 through 12, which says, A wife of noble character is hard to find, but when you do, she is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her, and he lacks nothing of value. She brings him good and not harm all the days of her life. So it starts out with having noble character. A faithful wife has the utmost of character. Character is a highly esteemed attribute, and it's based on a good set of morals and as someone who is relied upon. Can your husband rely on you? I mean, we're not talking, you know, rely on you to be able to fix a transmission in the car. (laughs) But practical things, practical things that have to do with marriage, mental things, spiritual things, physical and emotional things. Faithful means being full of faith. And it means being full of faith in God and in your husband. Do you have faith in God? 
and faith in your husband. (laughs) Kind of a simple thing to say, but it really is actually profound. Faithful means being loyal, constant, and steadfast, and not easily shaken or moved. It's like standing on top of a podium that no one can knock you off, and that podium is your faithfulness to your husband. Faithful means not even thinking about having an affair with another man. Keep your marriage bed pure. Now, I already talked to the guys about that in the previous episode. Now we're talking to you, ladies. And you may say, oh, I would never have an affair. Okay, does he know that for sure? Hopefully he does, because hopefully you have boundaries set in place that are not crossed. Boundaries are such things as a hedge around your marriage. And things don't cross that hedge. Like, you don't go out to eat dinner with another man. Or you don't do a lunch with another man. Even if it's your job or your boss, you always have another lady come with you. You don't ride in a car alone with another man. Just a couple of examples of being faithful to your husband, which means not allowing other influences in that would jeopardize your unity as one. Remember Genesis 2.24 says, The two shall become one. Those influences are possibly other people intruding into your marriage boundaries. Maybe it's friends who come over too often, family members, or adult children who intrude into your unity. Remember, not counting adolescent children, the two shall become one means two shall become one, not three or four or... (laughs) Your priority is to God, and then to your husband, and then others, which includes your kids, and then family members. Let your husband know that he hasn't been replaced by the kids. (laughs) I'm kind of serious, because I know of guys who, when the kids came, they feel like they have been replaced, or kicked out, and only called in when something needs fixed. (laughs) So keep that priority. Oh, and before I forget, and this may be a bigger deal to some people than others, but make sure that he is priority over your Facebook, your show you're binge watching, or that text from a friend that comes right in the middle of a nice discussion with your husband. (laughs) Maybe even consider letting your husband decide who can be part of your life or intrude, and for how long. That's part of his responsibility as a husband, is to care for you and your marriage. Again, I just think that's something you might want to consider. He has been told in a previous podcast to set aside time for you. At least 15 minutes one-on-one with you a day, one evening a week, and one week a year or a weekend. Just the two of you, like a date time. Go on a date. (laughs) So let him do that. Encourage him to do that. Maybe even suggest to do that yourself. And remember I said at least those times. Being faithful is something that you have to always work on. I know it's kind of sad, but it's actually a really good thing to always be 
on the lookout, on the aware, (laughs) have your writer up for things that don't look faithful, things that may cause your husband to take a second look or to blink twice at you. (laughs) Being faithful is being trustworthy. He can always count on you, and he is always content with you. And those are some things that you kind of have to work on. And can he always trust you? Because you have demonstrated your faithfulness to him and your faith in him by letting him make those final decisions and saying, honey, you decide because I know you have the best for both of us in mind because we're one and I will support your decision. I have faith in you. You know, when we get to heaven, one of the things that I'm really looking forward to, hopefully, (laughs) is meeting Jesus and hopefully hearing him say, well done, good and faithful servant. And when he says faithful, part of that word means being faithful to my wife. Part of that word that he would say to you is because you were faithful to your husband. Faithful to Jesus, of course, but faithful to your husband. That's part of that. So make sure that you hear that from Jesus then. Let's go back and look at that Proverbs 31 passage again and pull out some of the things that it says in there. Okay, so we already talked about a wife has noble character. So be that trophy wife for him at least as far as your character is concerned, (laughs) because that is worth far more than rubies, the Bible says. So be valuable to him and make sure that he has confidence in you. I'm looking at verse 11 now. It says that his confidence is in you and he lacks nothing of value. He has no reason to look elsewhere. There's nothing missing in his marriage because you are an awesome wife. (laughs) You bring him good and not harm, both in words and deeds, right? Don't say anything harmful about him to others. Have trustworthiness that when he lets you go out with friends, he doesn't have to worry about what you're going to say. He knows for sure that when you talk about him, with your friends or family, and he's not around, it's good things and not harmful things. And that is verse 12, and it says, she brings him good and not harm all the days of her life. Don't be vindictive. Don't bring up things later. (laughs) All the days you bring him good and not harm. Oh, and remember, your husband is people. (laughs) People have good days and bad days. They have happy times and they have sad times. They sometimes slip into a funk (laughs) and sometimes they just get grouchy, but still love him anyway. And don't talk bad about him. We all go through those days. You probably do too. And you wouldn't want him to judge you or tell his friends about you based on those days. In fact, when those times come, That's when it's best to show him love and tender kindness. 
Speaking of love and kindness, here's a few words from my wife. Hello, ladies. This is Bunny Brownlee again, speaking about putting a hedge around your marriage. I know that when I travel, because I often have to for work, I try to keep a few principles in mind. I'm often um, traveling by myself. However, sometimes my husband comes with me. But most often than not, I will be by myself. So I try to make sure that I have that hedge around my marriage. What I mean by that is protect your reputation, protect your marriage, and protect your husband. When I am traveling by myself, I try not to go out to dinner alone with one other man. If I do have to go out to dinner with other men, I make sure that there's more than one present so that it does not look like a date. Just be careful. Be careful about how you react and the things that you do when you're traveling alone. Also, try to always say encouraging things about your husband, not negative things when he's not present. Because when your mind focuses on the negative, that's what comes out of your mouth. And when your mind focuses on the positive, that is what will come out of your mouth. The other thing that I wanted to address was to be attractive to your husband. And I'm not really talking about weight because all of us have a weight issue. We either think we're too heavy or we think we're too skinny or we think we're out of shape. So there's always something about our physical body that we don't like. So I'm not speaking about that. What I am speaking about is try to remain attractive to them. And by that, I mean, make sure that you're dressed nice. Make sure that um, your heart is welcoming to your husband. Make sure that you try to uh, make yourself look physically attractive. You know, it could be simple things as uh, shaving your legs Um, washing your hair, putting on your makeup. Um, Just try not to look like a person that just cleans your house and just does laundry and cooking. Try to make yourself physically attractive. That will go a long, long way. Men are attracted to women physically. So I would ask that you just really try to make yourself appealing to your spouse. Thank you, Bunny. And rest assured, she does a fantastic job with doing those things. So listen to her. She knows what she's talking about. (laughs) A couple other comments to add, and then we'll wrap this up. The first is to pull your husband towards you. Don't push him away from you. Let me say that another way. Does he want to be around you? Or does he come up with excuses to stay at work? (laughs) Do things, say things, ask things that will pull him towards you. And maybe even ask yourself, will what I'm about to say or what I'm about to do push him away or draw him in? Does how I look 
chase him away <laughs> or make him want to hang around? <laughs> oh boy, probably opened up a can of worms there. <laughs> Here's another idea here. He is who God gave you, okay? He's like a blessing from God to you. So make the best of it. No, really. That sounds like a stupid thing to say, but make the best of it. Look for the good things. Make the best of those, at least. <laughs> okay, and here's another one. And this is probably the best one of them all. Because this sets your focus on God and his gift to you and your husband and will give you some hope and help because God wants him to be better. Pray for your husband every day. Thank God for him. You know, being thankful is part of prayer. So find some things every day to thank God for. And then ask God to help him with some things that you think he needs help with. And ask God to maybe change him to be more godly, more of a biblical husband, and to treat you as he is supposed to treat you the way God says in the Bible. And it's okay to ask God for things like that. And it's okay to even get specific because God likes specifics. He likes to answer specific prayers specifically, especially when you notice that there's been some answers and you thank him for them. So that's another way of thanking God in your prayer is thanking him for when he answered some of your previous prayers. Ladies, pray for your husband daily. He probably needs it. <laughs> and so do you. And it's a way of getting you closer to God. That's one of the great things about prayer. I do want to thank my wife for joining in the last several podcasts. And you can actually connect with her at info at bluejeanschristian.com and ask her some specific things if you like. Maybe you do have some things that we didn't cover that you want to ask a godly wife how to handle things. <laughs> so go ahead and send those. And you can learn more about the Blue Jeans Christian weekly podcast at bluejeanschristian.com. And please leave a comment there or leave a comment in the reviews on iTunes and let us know if this has been helpful to you or not, if your marriage has been improving, and if you want to hear something else uh, if you have a question that you want answered, maybe we'll do a question and answer session coming up. But we can only do that if you ask the questions. <laughs> okay? All right. Well, until next Tuesday, thank you for listening to the Blue Jeans Christian Weekly Podcast. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>